0: And welcome to Life Stories with Glory Olamide. It's great to have you here as always. I am a certified relationship, marriage, and life coach. My podcast focuses on discussing issues about all types of relationships by sharing real life stories as well as have guests, okay? We have guests who come on here to share their experiences with us. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. Good to see you. Thanks for supporting us all this time. It's another day. Time for the Whole Woman Experience Relationship Talk, day eight. Wow, we're on day eight already. And today we have with us, the amazing Confident Queen herself, Jenny Jones. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, Jenny.
1: Thank you very much, Glory. (laughs) It's great to have you here. Thank you so much. It's, it's an honor. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be oh, here as well. Yes.
0: We, we, are, we are thankful. We are grateful. Now, everyone watching, you know how we do it here. Show some love. Drop some emojis. Drop some hearts. Drop that fire emoji. Encourage Jenny. Otherwise, the story is going to end and you will know what happened, you know? So <laughs> show some love, guys. Just touch. T- Just continue dropping them, okay? And that will encourage us to keep going. Okay, today's topic is on life after divorce. Mm. I'm sure some of you will be wondering, is there life after divorce for some women? Or Mm. is that the end after divorce? So over to you, Jenny. Take us Mm. back a bit, you know, Mm. to your upbringing, how you grew up and all of that.
1: Yeah, I would say. Um, I, I think I was I was born in June on a happy day. <laughs> because I think people used to call me Sunshine. I think I was one of those chi- children that was always dancing and singing. And you know, I grew up back home in Sierra Leone. I don't okay. like. Yeah, in Sierra Leone. And most of my time, I can remember being in the beach, being outside, just playing as children, moving from one family member to the other. So for me, even though my childhood was from family to family, I really had a good time. So that's why I normally like being in the beach as well, because it was like going there and just being children. So mm. I was there for a while, and then I was in boarding school because my mom was here studying. Okay, And then at the age of 15, I left Freetown, which was a bit heartbreaking, really, because I, I was in my secondary school and I came to England to continue my studies, my schooling. Mm. And that was a big, 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 big um thing in my life because you know when I came to England it was all strange. You know, it's mm-hmm. like going up the escalators. I remember crying, ah, why is the step moving the escalator? <laughs> you know? So that was a bit frightening. And then when I saw these, I saw these English guys cleaning, I was like, ah. How is there English guys cleaning? Why are they cleaning? Because back home, you don't see people like that cleaning. Mm-hmm. It was all very strange to me, and I remember going into where my mom lived, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, is this a house?" It was like a bed seat. I was like, "Ah, I have to go up these steps." It was oh my. <laughs> goodness. And then she had like this paraffin heater as well. When the place was cold, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" So I came during the summer. And it was nice, but I remember coming towards <laughs> December. Ah, I looked outside, I was crying to my mom. I said, Mom, the fridge is opened. <laughs> it's so cold. <laughs> it's so cold it was no. I wanted to go back home. Yeah. I said, I want to go back home because I felt trapped. You know, back home, we'd be outside in the morning, five o'clock, I'm doing stuff. Now I was trapped in this place, and all I could see was this white snow. <laughs> oh my goodness, ah, uh, it was very distressing for me. Mm. So even though those were like the funny things I, I, I encountered, when I went to school, that was another story as well, mm. because, you know, coming from Africa, people started calling you names. Oh, you're a monkey and all that. So I, I had a lot of bullying and name calling. It was oh, really, really horrible because I wasn't used to that. When I was in Sierra Leone, I was smart. I was doing I was speaking French. I was doing something when I came to England. Wow. Like, this school, what's going on? So I didn't even bother to do anything. I said this school is a waste of time for me. Hmm. But you know what got me? Because I was good in sports, so I started okay. doing um, sports that was good. I started doing like um, dancing, and then I got to make some more friends, which really helped. But schooling initially was really bullied. Not only by English people, was only also by our own black people as well, who really? didn't understand. Yeah, in those days, they were the images of African people was just completely wrong. Hmm. But um, yeah, but despite that, I managed to overcome that, go Hmm. to college, go to university and then study to be an accountant. Mm -hmm. So even though I had some initial challenges, but I would say, you know, it was good again that I came here and I was able to do my studies and achieve so much more doing studying and i think the education i had in sierra leone helped me because when i was even in uni was like ah, this subject is easy i've done this before why they bother me so i think I, I had credits and distinction and they used to say well how do you do it i said but we did it already so mm-hmm. this is, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so i was really grateful for that because that really started me um in my accountancy career which was good but because i also like dancing i also used to be in an african dance group part-time okay so to work as my accountant weekends i'll be dancing with this african dance group and that really helped it helped me to keep my heritage again as Yay. well as the accountancy things so yeah so that was roughly my trip from sierra leone to sunny London and Tottenham, actually, that's how we were based in Tottenham. Yes,
0: <laughs> sunny London. I'm sure that's in quotations. Isn't I'm telling sunny? you, gosh,
1: it was what an ex- oh, it was quite an experience, quite an experience yeah. with, with yes. the fridge open. I know. <laughs> I sit back and I'm like, wow, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was just strange things in London. It was, The place yeah. was all strange, yeah, because, you know, you came to England and you read these fairy tales. That I was like, Buckingham Palace to see the Queen. Yeah. And you watch, I see people riding their horses. Horses. Everything we had in Sierra Leone, coming back, it was like, this is all fake. It's not real, you know? <laughs> yeah. The perception is different. Now, when you're
0: back home in Africa, you yes. hear all these stories, you read books, and then you come here you're like no this is different from what i actually read you know about yes. before coming you exactly. Know? exactly but it's all good it's all good
1: it's all good it's all good so now
0: you've told us about your upbringing you know mm-hmm. when you came here your experience your first experience and you went to college went to university when did mm-hmm. you meet your you know husband
1: well it was interesting though because i think when when i was younger i was one of those women i am not going to get married i'm a single woman i'm going to enjoy my life so i enjoyed my youth with because i was with the dance group we traveled i went on holidays i did so much so i wasn't really like the marrying type everyone was thinking she's a singular she ain't gonna get married Ah. But I think, yes, I was, no man, I'm like, no, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't interested in that kind no of stuff. No time for men. Yes, I wasn't interested in them, you know. Ah. Also, I, think I had, I had probably two boyfriends, I would say, and they were mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> well, I wasn't really interested you know I, mm. I just wanted to go out there enjoy myself go on holiday and just make the most of life yeah but I think stick stay um things started going a bit you know the ticking clock when I hit my 30s and people okay. started, people in our community are bad you know they'll be saying because hey, I've got younger sisters oh that one is married yeah what about you you yeah, the big sister are ah. you even somebody said to my auntie do you think jenny is a is a lesbian you know what i mean you <gasps> know? Because, you know, really? it seems, oh my god people eh? people people are really 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 people and then when they will see me go to a party with a man it's like hey is that is that the one are we going I was like, what is that you know so i think i didn't really bother and i think i went to my cousin's christening and there, I think I was about, was I 35 then? I think, yeah, christening. Okay. And then I was just, as usual, me and the life and soul of the party. party. And then I saw this guy and he was like, do you want to dance? I was like, hey, okay then. We're dancing and everyone was noticing. And I don't even know how it happened. So within six months of meeting him, I find myself getting engaged. <laughs> six months. Don't know how it happened. <laughs> Within six months, wow, so quickly, yeah. We met, we started dating, and everything else. Within a couple of months, he said, Can you marry me? I was like, Wow, so I said, Yes. And the thing happened so quickly before mm. you knew you were married. Meanwhile, my friends was going, Jenny, ah, you are the one who said you would not, yes. you would not, <laughs> so they teased me, but it wow. was really, good. yeah. So that's basically how it happened. I didn't plan it, it just happened. It just happened. It just happened. So, so you, yes.
0: are, you are you a typical example of, you know, the saying, you fell in love. You actually yes. fell in
1: because <laughs> yes, it exactly. happened so quickly. It happened so quickly. And I said to myself, well, it, it just happened so quickly. It just said, yes. And then we started dating and then we just got on very well. And before you knew it, you said, can I marry? And I was, would you marry me? I was like, hey, hey, let us do it or Let us, the clock is ticking I'm 35. Really? <laughs> you know? no, seriously. Wow. So we, so that was that. So we got married and it was really nice because a really big wedding because I come from a very, very, very big family. He's from a very big family as well. So it was like in a big town hall so every oh my goodness it was really good it was a really good it was a really 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 good it was a really Mm -hmm. good wedding really good experiences as well okay i really thank god for that because Mm. it was really good so got married and then after a while i think i was now 36 and then they said ha you'd be mine for a year or there's no children coming oh
0: not again (laughs) so wait so at first let me ask you one question you know when you were younger did anything happen to make to put you off getting married why did you say i wasn't i wasn't going to get married you know yeah. what, what made you have that um kind of impression
1: i think for me what happened i think because probably my dad died. yes oh, okay my dad died and then I grew up in a situation where everyone, there was family, actually, because my auntie was married. So really, I came from a family where everybody was married as well. So it was Mm -hmm. really just me. I think, I don't even know why I said that at such a young age. Because Mm. when I look back, the people that I grew up with, my auntie, everybody was married. Everybody was married. But Mm. I think part of it was... Just saying that like my dad died, obviously, he remarried. He had remarried as well. Oh, and I just felt, I don't know, I just I just didn't have it in my mind. And I think probably as I grew up when I was in my 30s, mm-hmm. I noticed a few people who were like single and they were struggling. Okay. they were struggling. And I knew some people as well. Not so much that. I knew people who were married, but they were really in a really bad state pretending Actually, right what happened I remember growing up and some people would come and they would be confiding in some elderly person and I'm like but when they go out to church they look so happy mm. what's going on, what's going on you, know? Okay. you know I think that's what it is because I used to see a lot of aunties and uncles oh la 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 la, la, la look good yes. but then behind the scene I used to say ah that one is beating that woman you know I used mm. to think what's going on you know Sometimes you hear these things and I was like, yeah, I think probably that's got to do with it because right. I, think, you know, I don't want to be in that position and I don't want anyone to take advantage of me. So probably that could be why. Yes, yeah, yes, why yes, yes, yes. Because there's always something that makes one say,
0: I'm not going to do that or I'm not going to do this. You know, there's always a root cause of it. OK, mm-hmm. interesting. So now you're at the point where you finally shut their mouth off by getting married they were like when is she going to get married now you're married Uh, only one year into the marriage the next thing for them to talk about
1: is children children how did, how did you deal with that because sometimes it was hard because, you know, you're now 36 and a half. They're going, hmm, Jenny, you know, it's a bit too late because you're now 36. You know, if you have a child, the child might have some kind of disease or something. Oh. Like them. oh, you know, my sister, do you want to adopt? Do you want to? Do you know really? Seriously. And then even some people, and then I remember he said to me, ah, did you do something when you were young? Why you can't have children, you know? Then people start blaming you that it's because it's you when it's mm. not. Yes, you know, it was horrible. And I think for a while, I had friends who had children. I had to hide from them because Aww. i couldn't really see my friends with children. And a few of my friends stopped speaking to me for a while because they didn't understand the pain I was going through when I saw them with their kids. Okay. They went, oh, my child, my child. I know Jenny, she, she's mine. She hasn't got a child. So that affected me for a while. Mm-hmm. I would say, and then you know, when the person you're with is then saying, "Ha, huh, I've got children because he had children," you don't oh, have. Yeah, okay. there must be something wrong with you. It's not me. It's you. Oh,
0: okay. You
1: know, so that was painful, but um, so I had to go to the gynecologist. Mm-hmm. to find out what was going on yeah. and there was nothing much wrong with me the main thing they said to me you have multiple fibroids mm-hmm. so the fibroids is blocking the womb so therefore oh. even if you carry a, if you have a child you have to be very careful if you become pregnant because you won't carry the child full term right so basically when we paid so much to go to a harley street harley street consultant to tell us that it was yeah so because of that i was like you know what this is how it is it's not gonna happen and we just Mm. carried on but deep in my mind i was saying god i do want children you know yes i remember somebody gave me a book it's called the supernatural childbirth yes do you know what i got by jackie mace Yes. yes i got that book and i read it from cover to cover and I started confessing, started doing everything he said every morning, noon, and night, every mm-hmm. day with, you know? Yeah. And do you know what? And then one time I remember I was like ah. I'm not feeling well, what's going on? I said to my husband, oh, I'm <laughs> not feeling well, something is wrong, you know. I feel sick and everything, I told my mom, my mom was going, and my cousin would say, Jenny, okay, you're not feeling well, are you sick? Okay, have you done a pregnancy test? I said, why would I do that? They said, I can't have any child." She goes, you oh. well, have to do it. So I ran to the shop, got the pregnancy test kit, put it on, hmm. I'm sitting down there. Hey, and I see this thing, I was like- <laughs> Positive. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> I was like, no, this is not right. I phoned my mom, I said, This is what happened. I said to wow. my husband, no, this is not right. So I then had to go to the doctor and they confirmed that I was pregnant. Wow. And during that time as well, I remember my pastors had been praying as well for me. So the mm. church, yeah, the church was praying. Praise God. You know, yes, when I told the pastor, she goes, Well, I'm not surprised. I knew <laughs> it because I did tell you whatever. So yeah. it was, good. but then what happened? Because I had fibroids. The, my consultants again said to me, uh, "Be careful because you wouldn't go the full term because the fibroids would be fighting for the child." Oh my so god! Do you, that's what they said to me. But do you know what? For the whole time I was pregnant with my first child, I had no problem. The hmm, fibroids were there. The thing is that when you saw me, you thought I would have twins because okay. I was big, but I had absolutely no problems at all. You See, you see, hmm. yes. Yeah, because you know what, I used to pray that. Look at that book, and I used mm. to pray, and I was saying, you know what, God, this is what they say, but you have the final say. Exactly. So I had to confess the word in the morning, noon, and night. Speak to my mm. child and everything else. And even when the baby didn't come, it was due. It was like two months late, two weeks later. Okay. It was a horrible experience because when I was in hospital, I tell you, it was hmm. horrible. It was long. It was oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> But eventually hmm. the child came and okay. he was fine and everything else. You see. And it was, yeah, it was a happy moment. Then the doctor now said, Oh, you know, you've had the child. Now you need to get your womb out. We need to take the fibroids out. So what? I said, you know, the Doctor, if I'm not going to have a child anymore, it doesn't matter. I don't the fibroids are not paining me anymore. I'm not gonna bother. And I told yes. my pastor, my pastor, Pastor Ify, she was going. Just don't wait, you know. You wait for your double portion. That's that's what he said to me. Then a couple of months later, I'm like, hey, I don't feel well again. What's going on? Really? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Because there's 18 months difference between the two. Did the test again. Ah, again, I phoned um, my mom. I phoned Pastor Ify. She said, look at you. What are you saying? You know, wow. It was such a blessing. She said, you see, you've got the double portion. Wow. So when, And it was two boys. So where the wow. doctors had said, the consultant had said, you couldn't have the child. Look at this. So what happened? They had to go back and look at the consultant's notes again and say, but you said this woman could not have children. What happened? Mm-hmm. The doctor eventually said, ha. This is a miracle, it's a you miracle see. because you're not meant to carry a child full-term, hmm. no problems at all. No, 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 no. Hmm. It's a miracle. It's so that's a miracle. Why, yeah, I give God glory. I always thank God because I will say, like when I go through situations, hmm. I say, God, if they said I couldn't have a child and you made a human being, wow, who my, my problems. I'm telling you. you. Know, yeah so my first child i think i was 37 the next one was 39 so no problem perfect kids and yeah now one is 20 one is 22. wow we thank god God. can you can you
0: imagine yes if you had listened to the reports of the doctors that's how you would have missed out yes blessings you know yes that god had in store for you
1: it's so so the power of prayer and being you know i think being a christian helped being a christian helped because mm -hmm. the pastor was going what are you saying no 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 and the book telling you reading that book the book so much blessed me i gave it to two friends one had a first child at 42 Wow. The other one had the first child at 43 years old using the book. Wow. The power using of the that. book. That yes. power,
0: honestly, that, the power yes. has, that book has so much power. I, I remember getting a book even before I got married as a very young girl. And wow. I was praying, I was that's how I reading it before I got married. You know, I was mm-hmm. confessing that my children, I will have children like the Hebrew women, I will not feel yes. pain. <laughs> yes. And when I tell people, you know, that honestly, when I gave birth my first one, I didn't even know what, what was going on. It wow. just came out. All of them, wow. when people are screaming. I don't scream.
1: Wow. People
0: are. My auntie followed me to, to my first one. One of my um, aunties in the lodge, mm-hmm. and she tapped me. She said, "Glory, it's okay to cry. You know, it's okay to scream." I said, "Auntie, <laughs> what am I? What am I crying for? <laughs> I'm not feeling anything." Yes. You know, so that that book is very good. So if you are watching and you are listening, you are in this situation. You know, mm. it's called the Supernatural Childbirth, you know. Mm-hmm. God gave the woman the wisdom to write that book to help people. So, you mm. know, it's very good. You can hear from our testimonies. Okay, back mm. to you, Jenny. Yes. Yes. So your, your marriage. So now your mm. husband was happy.
1: Yes, yes. And finally,
0: yes. you've had children. <laughs>
1: Yes, I had the two boys. Yes, and because he had girls from his previous relationship, so I had two boys, so it was happy really because you know the, the boys they kept us busy, it was really good. And then we had moved from London as well to Gravesend, which was good, so it was a really nice area. And everything was going well, kids were going to school, I was working, he was working. And things, yeah, things were going very well, especially moving in Gravesend because mm-hmm. my auntie used to help us as well to look after the children. Okay. So that really, really did help quite a lot. Yes, yeah. so mm-hmm. it was good. It was good awesome. times.
0: Yes. Good, good, times. times yes. good times. Good times. So what happened? Because your topic today is life after divorce. So what happened in that marriage?
1: I would say, do you know what? Things happened from day, from let's say when we got engaged. You know, the signs were there. Okay. People told me things because obviously he'd been married before and they told me about the previous relationships and stuff. Things were there. Things were there. I think we can see things. Mm. But you know, sometimes imagine you're in my position when you're about 35 and you mm. say to yourself, I've met somebody. This person loves me. They want me to get married. I know certain things are not right, but by God's grace, I'm gonna pray that things will go right. Mm. So even I remember um, the pastor saying to us, "You must come some counseling and help as well." But then I thought, well, I don't need it because you know he said, "Well, I've been married before, you know, I don't need it. We don't need it, you know." So I listened to that, but I would say the warning signs were there. When I looked back and I said, "God, there was some money warning signs," but it's like. Your eyes are closed because you know you're in this situation. A lot of women are in this situation. The time clock is going. You're thinking, I've got to do it now, I've got to have children, I've got to do it, I've got to do it. Because society and our tradition says this is what you have to do. Mm -hmm. So blindly at times you go into this thing and then you just do it. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was always there, but I didn't listen. I assumed that by praying and doing all this thing is going to work, when mm. actually it wasn't. It, it was it like a hidden problem. It was yes. it was a problem that was really there. It was really there. It was really there. And one day it just... And then as mm. time goes on, yeah, it started showing his ugly heads by things he would say and stuff. And it just got to the point at one time I thought... I can't deal with that because, you know, physical abuse is different. Emotional yes. abuse is the wrong one. If somebody keeps saying things to you like something happens, you're a bad mother, you mm. are no good, you did something, that's why you couldn't have children. They keep saying all these bad things to you and anything happens, they keep like the same things. To them. Eventually you get to the point that you think, well, I can't take this. So it got to the point that I, I, I just couldn't take it. It was mostly the emotional abuse yeah. and then physical. And then you just think, no, but you know, again, we stay, we stay. Why do we stay? Because society says that. And I remember when I was young, sometimes people will say, it's better to be home with a madman than hmm. nobody at all. That's it's it's so to- wrong man that beats you because when he beats you he shows that he loves you oh my so you, see, you hear all these things yeah and you think this man is beating this woman because he loves that woman because that's wow. what they think it is you know mm. so and then when you have children as well you think you know what if i go what would happen what then, would society say i'm a christian the bible says god hates divorce so then. there's so many things going through you i mean I, we had gone to uh Pastor for canceling and all that, you know. Wow, but if you want to make it work, both people have to sort of agree that this is what's going on, we're going to make yes. it work. Yeah, but when you still have your loggerheads, you go to the pastor, yeah, 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 Pastor, yeah, you go home, is something else, something else, no yes. Yes. yes, yes, you know, yeah, there's no point. So it came to the point that it was me who had to say, you know what,
0: mm-hmm.
1: this is it. And it took a while. And I think what happened one day, you know, going through the pain, I think I was sleeping and I had a dream. And mm. in this dream, I was a small black bird in a cage. And oh. it was like, trapped in the cage. But mm. all of a sudden, the cage opened and a big hand opened the door. And a voice said to me, Set free, get out and fly as high as you can. Wow. So I changing from a black bird to an eagle and wow. the voice was saying you are an eagle you can fly you can fly and fly and I woke up I was so much in tears thinking I've never had that kind of a dream wow. but I remember being a bird and the door open and from that day on I then decided you know what you've got to just get out of this situation yes. so I started yeah. putting things in place to just say you know what this is it. We've tried, people have tried, it's not gonna work. It's gotta end. It's gotta bye bye. end. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. You said yeah. something so profound there. You know, mm. we see the signs, you know, but we still carry on anyway. Why? Yes. Because you think age, you know, the clock is ticking.
1: Culture, mm-hmm.
0: cultural expectations that you must be married at a certain age, you yes. know? So ladies watching out there, you know, you see the signs. You're about to get married. Even when you're married, you see the signs that this is not going anywhere. This is not good for you. But we keep on. No, you know, yes. why oh, the single ladies or single, anyone single watching this, you will see the signs and you will know if this person is okay for you or not. Yes. Don't say because friends are married, then you must keep on with it. You will manage. You will pray. Mm-hmm. You know, you will change him. You can't change anyone. Yes. You know, so, so cool. let's be careful. Let's learn. We, we are doing these interviews for a reason so we can all learn from other people's experiences. Yes.
1: You know? Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: Wow. So you that dream was so vivid. You saw yourself as a bird in a cage. Yes. And it opened up. You became an eagle.
1: Yes. Hmm. So Mm. how
0: did he take it when you told him it was over?
1: Oh, that was bad. That was really bad. That was bad. It was really bad. And without going into the details, in the end, Mm. I remember when uh, the police came and the lady said, the policewoman said to me one day, next Mm. time I come, you could be dead. You could be dead. You could be dead. That's what the policewoman said to me. And what's going to happen to your children? So that also triggered me to start making I did it all behind the scenes, contacted the solicitor and everything else. And can yeah. you imagine the solicitor got, and one day I was at work, I came home and he got the letter to say I'd filed for divorce. Mm. And mm. that was that was very hard as well. Mm. And so even though that had happened, he refused to go because what I hadn't realized, somebody said to me, for him to go, Traditionally, you have to pack his suitcase and put it at the door. And that's okay. Sick. So I did that and everything. And then he went. But the funny thing is, when he went, mm. after a couple of weeks, he came back because we thought we could try again. Okay. Try again, but it didn't work. Mm. And then it's like, there's no point. We've tried. Everyone has tried. We've done all we can. But somehow, it's not meant to be
0: yes so yeah,
1: so it wasn't meant to be and wasn't after it? that yeah after that it was really hell but um yeah it was really hell because when you said definitely you don't want something the person then decides oh who are you to tell me you don't want me you know who do mm. you think you nobody's gonna want you blah 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 and you know, they started doing all these horrible things you know to to sort of quench you down to make you feel inferior and yeah. then you you didn't feel so scared and then all you can hear is the words of that person saying you're not good nobody's going to want you you're going to hmm. see your children are going to end up being ru- rubbish because you're going to wow. be a bad parent so all that goes through your head you know psychologically i i don't even know emotionally mm, yeah. yes, yes you know so the impact
0: you know psychologically emotionally it affected you even though he had left the house
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. And you know what? And it was like five. I always say to people, it was like five years being in a hole where you pretend, you know, so to the whole world, you will dress up, go to work. Because I was a manager at a company and the whole world, we think you're happy. But when you open the door, you come home, you just want to cry. But you don't cry because you need to look after your kids. But when when your kids go to sleep, you're there crying on your own crying yeah. and you own because you think what have I done I've let them down they haven't got a dad I haven't got a proper job I can't cope you know so you just feel and then you can hear all their negative words that people are saying to you and I remember one of the things I did because I felt so down. I broke all the we um the mirrors in the house I threw all the mirrors in the house because I couldn't look at myself in the mirror because I thought this is what this person is saying about me so there's hmm. no problem been having the mirror, so it was really quite a five-year of um, and the thing is that even though I was going to a church, I didn't want people to know. I felt embarrassed. My family thought I was coping; they didn't really know what was going on. They nobody wow. knew because I just felt I had actually failed everyone by doing that because I am the woman and I am the one who asked for the divorce. Yeah. So it was really quite a lot of battle. Going on for me for that five year period. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. So we see internal battle, the power of words. You know, somebody yes. has spoken so many words over you and you decide to internalize it and believe it. Yes. To the extent of breaking the mirrors in the house because yes. you thought you were going to see what they, what they, were, they had been speaking to you. Yes. You know? Yes. So the yes. power of words, we need to be yes. careful how we allow people speak into our lives and the things we accept into our lives, you know? Yes. Now did you kind. seek did you seek help at any point from you, you, you didn't want your church to
1: know, but did you seek yeah. help from I would say for that five year period, not really, but I remember when I read again about a lady who had changed her life and then I decided to say no a girl. You gotta open up, you gotta open up, you gotta no, I know what happened one day I was just driving with the kids. I don't know what I was going to do. My neighbor saw me. she goes, "Where are you going with the kids?" I said, "Oh God, I don't know, I've had enough She Aww. goes go. she said, "Go back home, go back home, go back home." So I came back and I reflected, and then I hmm. thought, this is really not good, you know, I gotta ask for help, so I started to open up to family members and friends to say, "Really, this is what has been going on." And then I remember somebody introducing me to Gingerbread, the single parents organization. And there were such a source of help because within me contacting them, the first thing they did, we went on this free weekend holiday with the kids. Oh, you know, lovely. And that helped me to see other single parents. And that gave me the strength to say, you know what? There was a lady there who had seven kids. I was oh, like, really? yeah. she inspired me. Seven kids. I was like, what? And she was on her own.
0: Wow. But
1: reading all their stories and sharing helped me. So oh, when yeah. I came back, I was getting help from people like mine, people, the Samaritans premier Christian radio, I used to phone them up, the lifeline. I just used to just look for any help and started finding a way of me saying, you know what, you can get out of this. Look at your children. They're your future. So I started helping myself, helping my children, and just reaching out to people who could help me. And so I had the good people who would help me. And some people, I just decided, "You you don't need to be part of my life. And through their help, my mom's help, I was able to slowly start rebuilding. Because mm. I remember one day my mom looked at me. She goes, she was in tears. She goes, Where's my daughter? Oh, Aww. you're so sad. This is not my the daughter that I know. My mom was in tears, and that really I felt so bad. I thought, oh my God, my mom is in tears for me. That's not good. Mm. So seeing my mom in tears also helped me as well to say, you know what, girl, wow. you're gonna live your life together, you've got to move on. You gotta move on. gotta move on.
0: Yes. Wow. Wow! 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 So how long ago was this? The, 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 the oh, divorce
1: back in two thousand and three. Oh! Wow! 2003. Yeah, two thousand and three. I got divorced. Yes. Wow! 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 Now
0: there's something. Your children, like you said, you know, they were your the reason why you like said you must keep pushing, keep pushing. You know. Yes. Tell us. Tell us the type of school your children went to when they were younger.
1: I mean, with my children, what happened is that the time I was um, divorced, I got made redundant. The house was due to be repossessed and I was in a lot of debt Mm. and it was so hard. So during that period, even though it was difficult, I decided, you know what, I'm going to carry on with my career. So I used to work as a contractor doing accountancy work for a software company. So I was able during those days, a single mom, my kids went to a private school during those years and I used to work. I had an au pair as well. So I had an au pair. I used to work because my husband was there when they started a the private school and I wanted them to finish it off. So I worked hard, sent them to private school up to when they were in primary school because to me, I just wanted them to carry on. I thought that's the only thing which is continuing in their life. I thought if I took them out, it's going to affect them. So I struggled. I didn't have anything. I only lived on the basic. Mm -hmm. But they finished that school, and that was good. I thank God. They did well, went to a state school, did very well. One is in university. One has got a job. He's doing – he's also – semi-professional footballer. So they did well, despite it all, despite the challenges they had, my sons have come out to be really good boys. And people say, why is that? It wasn't my doing, it was God's doing. And I made sure they had role models, male role models. I'm a black woman raising black boys. I can't do it on my own. I wanted to make sure they had role models who could help them. So the football managers helped. The teachers helped, And I had yeah. good men in my life who were role models. So I think it's really important when, if you're a woman raising boys, you can't do it or they have to have a male role model. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it helped as well. And I used to talk to them and encourage them as well. And even their father paid was still in their life because I said, okay. just because we don't get on, doesn't mean that you don't have a relationship with them. In yeah. fact, you need to have a relationship with them because yeah. that would help me. So mm-hmm. I'm not one of those women that can say, oh, I'm going to use the children as a as a battling ground. No, no, no. no. You got to play a role in their life. So for me, all that really helped to frame them to be the wonderful young men that they are now, they now are. Mm, mm, that's awesome. Awesome. Awesome.
0: So, ladies, I asked that question specifically because I know Jenny student went to private primary schools. As a mm. single mom, you know, some of us may think, oh, life is over because you've been through this situation. No, she struggled. Private school, do we know how much the fees are? They're not, mm. <laughs> they're not <laughs> cheap. No, they're okay. not cheap very expensive as a single mom your life doesn't have to be out doesn't have to be over you know she got support from people because she knew that she couldn't bring up these young boys on her own so mentors you know so don't sit back and say oh culture i'm ashamed shame doesn't come in here don't think about the stigma people have on single parents and all of that You know, reach out for help. There are so many organizations out there ready to help you, you know, ready to help you.
1: This is an amazing
0: journey. So, Mm -hmm. so good. Well done. So Mm -hmm. what is life after divorce like for you?
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) life after divorce, now I look back and I said to myself, the main thing is like, I I do like what I call the letter A's. So the first one is accepting that the relationship has ended. Mm -hmm. Relationship has ended. I'm not a failure. Accept the part you had to play in the relationship ending. So it's accepting that the relationship has ended. Mm -hmm. Then the other A is acknowledging that life will not be the same again. So life will not be the same again. I enjoy the experience and I thank God for the experience, the good and the bad, Mm -hmm. because I have learned lessons from it. Yes. Another A is adapting to the situation. So Mm -hmm. I had to adapt to the situation. I -hmm. had to set up my own business. I had to get an au pair. I had to get my family to support me. Mm -hmm. I have to get a network of people. Another A is appreciating your new life. So yes. after being all through that stress and worry, you get to a point and you think, you know what? The other day I was thinking, I'm actually at my happiest. Mm. I feel happier now because I think my children are older. I've done the best I can from them. I have learned from my experience, because I can't say their mistakes. I just believe their experiences. I've yes. learned from my experiences I know how to manage my time for myself. So now my children are older, I can have time for myself and you can reinvent yourself. One of the things after divorce, you know, people said to me, confident queen (laughs) character. If I hadn't gone through that, I don't think I would have created confident queen. Exactly. Yeah, creating the persona confident queen was to say, you know what? Leave Jenny behind, get dressed up in all this flamboyant thing and be that fun wonderful person because yeah. that's who you are so i'm not mm-hmm. saying you're going to be a confident queen but bring back yourself you were that wonderful person you used to laugh you used yes. to laugh. let people see who you are reinvent yourself be that wonderful person some people get their hair cut they do something just do something to make yourself. and you know learn the lessons learn the lessons and one day be ready for love again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, that ties in nicely to my next
1: question, Jenny. Are you ready to mingle? (laughs) Yes, I would say that, you know, because seriously, as I said to you, for me, Mm. I said to myself, I'm just gonna devote all my time to my kids. And I said to myself, i'll wait till they're 18 then mm. i'll start you know dating and all that kind of thing that's what i had said to myself yes. and I one time my son said to me i'm now 19 so what's going on <laughs> <laughs> because i have an open relationship and i talk to them because mom you're 19 i'm, I'm 19 now so what's going on you know nobody in your life yet so When they'll they be saying oh mom you've gone out um anything happening <laughs> <laughs> but I was no, I shut that part of my life because I just felt I don't want to be hurt anymore, and I don't yeah, really want yeah. anyone to come in my life. I'm a single woman, I'm independent, I've got my own stuff, yeah. But now, but you know, it was only this year, Glory, <laughs> that I'm so, you know what yeah and you know what happened now i'm gonna share this the only reason i think i'm in this mood now this is only a couple of months ago because somebody who i used to date years ago contacted me okay. just to say hello how are you are and yes. i felt that yes. no, no 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 loving feeling again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> even though we're not going to get on yes. but it was like oh my gosh that feeling was there it's still mm-hmm. there and I thought, you know what jenny started going to the gym you are a woman this is your year get wow. up and do your thing and i was 60 as well in june wow so thought, really yes i was this 60 year. in june yes this year oh wow you look twenty. Yeah. well there you go you see <laughs> well, you know what 60 sexy and sensible <laughs> i know <laughs> give me <Yeah>. to them <laughs> So, Glory, I am here. I am free, but we need to vet them before. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh,
0: yes. They need to be vetted. I think you need to come onto my, my um, platform. I have a, I, I, I shared this yesterday. I have a platform mm-hmm. for matured, you know, okay. singles that are ready. Serious-minded ones. Yes. I yes. don't have time for people who want to test the waters and go. Yes. People True. who want to settle down and all of that, you know, and they are people of faith. Yes. For one reason or the other, they find themselves single and and they have been apprehensive, scared of trying again.
1: Yes, it's true. But,
0: yeah. yeah, because they've been hurt before. They don't want to be hurt again. So yeah. it's a platform where they just come in, you know they you know just like a chat every day you know share scriptures or anything and then you never know some people may Mm -hmm. just say oh i like this person i like the way you know their outlook on life they may want to chat with them you know and Mm -hmm. who knows where it will go from there
1: (laughs) it's true yes it's so true yes it's true you know so
0: i understand i understand so you are ready i'm happy Since, (laughs) since, since you are ready and you are putting the intentions out there, you will start getting it back, you know. By God's grace, yes. 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 You will start getting the the positive vibes and everything. You will start getting it back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You'll be the first to know. (laughs) I can't wait.
0: (laughs) I can't wait. Wow, it's awesome. So now life after divorce hasn't been that down and out, you know, kind of life. Mm. You have picked yourself up.
1: Mm. You know,
0: you even have acronyms for how you want to live your life. You set intentions. You didn't want to date. You Mm. loved that part of your life because you wanted to focus on your children. And you have done that. Yes. You know, and God has been good to you along the way. Now you feel ready you know yes. so life after divorce doesn't have to end ladies if you are finding if you find yourself in this situation there is no shame as yeah. we have mentioned mm. there's no shame reach out people are ready yeah. to help mm. okay?
1: yes that's so true
0: <laughs> anything else you'd like to share with the audience yeah. before we end the, the day
1: No, as I said, you know, one of the things I have learned as well in trying to say, okay, I'm ready for love, is Mm -hmm. to take it slowly before you rush into a relationship. Don't Mm -hmm. rush into a thing, oh, because I'm getting old and all that. Just take it easy. Embrace your singleness. Yes be even a support like i like what you're doing glory here yeah. helping other people who might be going through the same challenges as well to say this is what i did i should have heard the warning sign so you know mm-hmm. being a mentor and a role model for other people and just you know give love a chance Give yes. love a chance, i would yes. say you know what i mean yes. so
0: <laughs> awesome 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 you're amazing jenny i i, I mean i remember when i mean i can't even count how many years back now i met you yes! you know yes yes years ago so many years back and you have been strong very strong woman you know you keep pushing even when something comes against you you rise above it you know and you keep going with a smile even putting mm. smiles on other people's faces <laughs> exactly, yes. in spite of your own challenges so i thank god for your life yeah thank, uh, thank you thank god
1: for all you do Thank you so much as well for having me. I really (laughs) appreciate it, yes.
0: You're welcome. It's been great having you here. So ladies, we've come to the end of this session with the amazing Confidence Queen, Jenny. If you have any questions, you have anything you would like to say, please drop it in the comment section. And then Jenny and I will come back to answer your questions or any comments you have. So take care. Tomorrow is day nine. And we're going to have the amazing Sister Bumi her topic is, get unstuck from your past. Mm, I can't Ooh, wait goodness. to hear that. Yes. <laughs> See you then. Jenny, you wait around. I'll end the broadcast now, and then we can chat after. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. was another awesome session. I hope you have picked up one or two things to help you. Till I come your way again, keep thriving in love. Thank you and bye. To support this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Subscribe, and follow as well. I'd really appreciate all your support. Thanks once again.